1: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating.
3: I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough.
2: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.
4: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
0: You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker.
4: Let's start there, and and that's the big news of the day. Rob G., can you jump in first and just break down the news of the day with uh, Deshaun Watson?
3: Yeah, this broke early Wednesday morning. It was reported by multiple outlets, first by Adam Schefter, that Deshaun Watson, the franchise quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, is out for the season. He's going to need surgery on his throwing shoulder. Now, this injury is different than the one that caused him to miss a few games throughout the season. He took a hard hit on his throwing shoulder in the first half against the Baltimore Ravens, and interestingly enough, finished the game 14 for 14 in the second half yeah. and then didn't say anything until afterwards that his shoulder was bothering him. MRI revealed a fracture. He is out for the season.
2: Mm.
4: I mean, what a blow, Kerry. What mm. what a blow to the Browns. Uh, let me hear your take on Deshaun Watson, and then I'm going to give you mine.
5: Yeah. The Watson thing is, is very unfortunate, man. He was— Starting to, you know, the wheels are starting to turn on, on for that team. They were starting to get some success going. Um, obviously, the defense has been good, really, you know, the whole the whole year. And the offense was starting to get an identity, running the ball, playing ball control, have Watson make throws and timely throws, and you know, also use his feet as well. And you know, it, it's an, it's unfortunate. It, it, it seems like the Browns always have something happen with the quarterback. Um, for the last <laughs> forever. I mean, and forever, right? It's been a long time since they've had any stability there. And so you're bringing a guy like Deshaun Watson who is supposed to be that guy to get you over the hump, and it looks like things are turning that way, and then, you know, misfortune happens again. And, I mean, just talk about the, the toughness the kid had as well to, you know, be hurt in that first half and come out in the second half and play the way, he, the way he did and get that win over, you know, the team that a lot of people thought was the best team in the AFC just the week before. So, it's just unfortunate, man, and I feel bad for him because a lot of people. It seems like a lot of people wanted to see him fail after you know some of the stuff that he had off the field, and you know I, I'm always rooting for people to get a second chance and try and try to write their careers, and so this is a big setback.
4: No doubt, but I'm gonna go one step further because yep. it is a big setback. Yep. But I but we gotta say it, and there's no other <laughs> way of looking at it. The Deshaun Watson trade is officially a disaster. Mm. It is a disaster. Kerry, there's no other way of looking at it. And I'm not blaming him for the injury. Yeah, Injuries happen in the game. I'm just talking about let's look at what's happened. They gave him a guaranteed contract. Yeah. They gave up picks for him. They, they, uh, when he came back, he's only played like uh, 12 or 14 games for them in two years. 12, yeah. 12 games yep. in two years. He looked terrible last year, and I get it. He was off for two years, Kerry. Yep. He didn't play. Mm-hmm. You just can't walk in and play in the <laughs> NFL. You played in the league. It, it ain't like that. You can't walk off the street and think you're going to be like like you were the last time you showed up. Yep. I mean, there's preparation and training and all the other stuff that goes into it to make you a professional athlete and to make you uh, – a player of of that caliber. So none of those things uh, wound up working out uh, for them. And I'll just give it to you. Okay. So uh, the 12 games Mm -hmm. earned $92 million in cash, which is 7.7 million per game. That's what he's earned. (laughs) Okay. Watson is under contract through 2026. He has $138 million left on the cap. His aunt uh, left on his deal. His annual cap number, $63.9 million. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay? And and I said, he hasn't been good. He's completed just 61.4% of his passes this year, an average of a mere 6.3 yards per attempt, seven touchdowns, four picks, and among 33 qualified quarterbacks, he ranks 21st in passing rate. This guy was an all-Pro., yeah. 21st in passer rating, 23rd in ESPN's QBR, 44.7, 28th in True Media's EPA play, minus 0.16. Hello, is this on? And you said it earlier. The Browns always have an issue with the quarterback position. They have for decades. The Browns thought they outsmarted everybody. They thought they had a defense and a running game. All they needed to do was add a quarterback, add water, and stir, and they were going to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They rolled the dice. And guess what? It came up snake eyes. It just did. Do do you expect, and Deshaun Watson, even before this injury, and I know he had a good second half, Mm -hmm. but I just gave you his numbers. Is he ever going to return to what he was? I'm not convinced of that. I don't care how much time he takes off or, or heals. I'm not convinced he's ever going to be the quarterback he was with the Texans.
5: Yeah, it's tough. To be the quarterback that he was with the Texans after a shoulder shoulder injury to a thorn arm, it's it's going to be tough. And I have a uh, a first like a first person kind of uh situation happen with me with that, right? We had a quarterback in New York who when he came in, I mean everybody thought he was going to be Tom Brady before Tom Brady, right? And that was Chad Pennington. And mm-hmm. you know, he had a lot of success early, you know, playoffs and looked like the guy that was really going to be able to get the Jets over the hump. And he had the shoulder injury, came back, had a, you know, still had a successful career after, but was never the same, right? And so I think he reinvented himself and put, him, put himself in a position to be a game manager, somebody who could, you know, still be good enough to be a starting quarterback. And again, we had playoff games with Chad as well. And, you know, it just he just wasn't the same. Now, can Deshaun Watson come back and reinvent himself in that way and give himself a chance to be more than serviceable and be a guy that can still behind that defense and that running game get them to the playoffs and maybe to the promised land? I think so. But to be the guy that he was before is going to be tough.
4: And that's what they paid for. I know. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. like let's be honest. That's that's the guy they paid for. They didn't pay for a dinking and dunking yeah. uh, you know, like middle of the road, twenty second ranked quarterback. Right. They 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 gave, they broke the bank. They they were in in over a barrel because of how they the, the way they handled the Baker Mayfield thing. You got to get rid of call up every team and trade him before that leaked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz they wound up devaluing Baker Mayfield so you got nothing for him. Put him in an awkward spot and then you still needed him because uh Deshaun Watson was going to get suspended by the league. It was just really Poorly handled by the Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, some fans didn't want him. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm with you on second chances. Yeah. But there were some fans who just didn't want Deshaun Watson. And a lot of the stuff that we know, laundry list of stuff, yeah. he did to himself and yep. put himself in a bad spot. But, but, you know, people deserve second chances in life. I, I've, I firmly believe that. And he's gotten it. And this is not about a second chance. It's just whether or not all this time off and now the injury – is going to uh, further become a challenge for him, carried to 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 be the quarterback that the Browns thought they uh, were getting. I mean, if they could return him to the store, I think they would return <laughs> him to the store if they still had the receipt laying around somewhere.
5: Yeah, the receipts—it's uh, lost. They got blown away in in the in the <laughs> Cleveland wind, so it's it's gone. But you know, again. They've invested in this guy, so they have to be patient with him, right? It's not even one of those situations where they can get rid of him, right? They have to ride this out. And like you said, I mean, the number and the cap hit and all that stuff is real, and it's going to be damaging to them in the immediacy of of the return. But, you know, they got to stick with him and hope that he can be, like I said, come back and and be, you know, a little bit better than Chad Pennington, right? Because he also can do things with his feet that Chad couldn't do, right? So he still has – Another element to his game that can be, you know, can can kind of be thrown in a mix with him as well.
4: I gotta admit, Kerry, I I didn't recognize him yeah. since he's been back with the Browns, yep. and I'm just that's how great he was and the caliber of player he was prior to this whole thing. I didn't recognize him. Like I I I kept saying, really, yeah, you know, like, but but then again, when you miss a couple of years and you've been through. The hell he went through, and you, you can't – I don't know how you could think of it as anything else where your whole life gets uh, uprooted and, and sponsors and people lose faith in you and you know, and all the other stuff that comes along with the uh, scandal that he had. Yeah. But the football side makes it even tougher now with an injury and his recovery – I'm not saying he can't recover and can't come back or yeah. his career is over, yep. but he's already struggled and now he's got to fight through this – so here's something else. If you're Cleveland, I mean, you gotta be like, What what did we do?
5: <laughs> well, we know they did something wrong, right? Remember, you just said it. You they, they had a quarterback in there that's actually playing, you know, pretty well this year in, in a different uniform, right? You you get, you know, I think league wide, you start seeing people put up numbers and you start seeing teams do certain things and have success um with their quarterbacks and the way that they're playing. And you kind of get, you have that toy, like you talked about earlier, you have that toy, you have that thing that's was shiny when it came in, and then, you know, you start seeing other toys, and you kind of want to play with those toys, right? But, you know, a lot of times these teams, especially with quarterbacks and franchise quarterbacks, they shoot the gun. They they try to make a change, and they try to, you know, keep up with the Joneses, and sometimes you have that guy in your system that can win you games. And so you got you to gotta give, put some of the blame on Cleveland here as well.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Hey, we're Covino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show. We never get to everything. We'll go at it Even a little harder It's gonna be the best After show podcast Of all time There you go Overpromising
0: And remember You could see it on YouTube But definitely join us Listen to Overpromised With Covino and Rich On the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts Or wherever you get Your podcasts
1: There are some things That are too good To keep a secret Like how your Amex Platinum card Helps you have The perfect trip I'd like to check Into the Centurion Lounge Or how it seems Like you always get Those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss
4: Rob G, let's jump in because the Golden State Warriors and Draymond Green, uh, the NBA boogeyman or bad guy, I don't know what's the right term. He always seems to be in the news for doing things that uh, aren't in the league rules. Uh, That includes last night. He was imitating a WWE wrestler, I think.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's to put it mildly. It all started when Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels of the Timberwolves got into a little scuffle on the court during the Warriors-T-Wolves game. And in the video, if you watch the clip online, you'll see that Rudy Gobert looks like he's kind of pulling Klay Thompson off of him, or off of his teammate. Draymond Green comes flying in from midcourt with a reverse chokehold. And not only does he lock in the chokehold, he drags Gobert another 10 to 12 feet in the opposite direction. Obviously, it led to him getting ejected. A suspension is likely coming However, as has been the case throughout most of his career, Steve Kerr still found a way to defend his mercurial power forward. Take a listen. Should have been ejected. That was ridiculous. So I was upset about that. And then uh, the Draymond piece of it, um, if you watch the replay,
4: Rudy had his uh, hands on Clay's neck. And that's why Draymond went after Rudy. Steve, Steve Kerr, I, I mean, I always, I, I thought Steve Kerr was like level Headed, like really like this guy who was thoughtful and uh, appreciated the good things in life. And you know what I mean? And pointed out the bad things in life. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Draymond Green, he loses all objectivity. And when I think I finally realized that Steve Kerr isn't the guy that I thought he was when Draymond Green went unpunished for sucker punching a teammate in, in Jordan Poole. And yeah, yeah. the reason they didn't want to suspend them is because they didn't want Draymond to miss the ring ceremony for the opener. That, really? <laughs> if you were to punch Steph Curry out, do you think that would have happened? No way. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Like, like that is just the, what, what they did. And then they blamed, uh, uh, they, 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 bla- they didn't blame Draymond. They blamed uh, Monty Poole, right? It's his fault. Yeah. Jordan Poole. Monty yeah. Poole's the, the, the writer up there. But you know what I mean. Uh, so, so in this case, again, Draymond, the reason Draymond is who Draymond is is because the Warriors have been enablers. They have been, uh, they're driving their alcoholic uncle home and he has to stop <laughs> off at the liquor store and they pull over. I mean, how many times – you remember the last time he got suspended by the NBA, and I think Joe Dumars uh, in the league office said it was because of his priors. You know what I mean? Because he's, he has a laundry list of priors. Yeah. How many times, Kerry, are they going to keep doing this? I get it. They want to put – that Draymond's a unique player. He's helped them win championships over and over and over. But at some point, he's hurt this team. Mm-hmm. The reason that they didn't probably didn't beat the Cavaliers when the Cavaliers came back from the three one deficit, because Draymond kicked LeBron in the groin, right, and yeah. got suspended. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, the reason that they probably didn't win a couple more championships when Kevin Durant was there, because he undressed Kevin Durant on the court yeah. and called him the B word, and Kevin Durant bounced when he could have stayed in Golden State. Yeah. I mean, what What is it, Kerry?
5: What am I missing? Yeah. Are they enabling? A hundred percent. But you got to remember, Robin, you know this. I mean, you're a historian. Steve Kerr, what's his background, right? And I love Steve Kerr, but he came from a team that had a guy similar to Draymond Green on his team and Dennis Rodman, correct? So he knows how, you know, Phil Jackson handled that situation. Rodman was allowed to do some things on that team that normal guys wouldn't do, right? And that's just, that's a fact. I mean, he will let him go off to Vegas and, and clear his mind while the team is practicing. I mean, during the play, I mean, during the playoffs. So like stuff like that is part of Steve Kerr's DNA. They rewarded this guy after he came out and said that obviously the punch affected the team last year, right? They reward him with a contract. So are they enabling him? Yes, but the back- they allowed us got to do a podcast during the playoffs. I mean, last a, year doing the podcast after games and probably do one while he's suspended, and, not, and you know, it's just. That's part of what it is. But, again, like I said, his DNA is and what he saw. I mean, from, from a player and from a player perspective as he was young, when he was coming up, he saw Phil Jackson be lenient with Dennis Rodman, right? So that's their Dennis Rodman. He's a guy that does a lot for that team to help them win. And, yes, he's going to cost you sometimes as well. And that's just part of, I guess, the plus minus in, in, in the analytic days these days. You know, that's Draymond Green for them.
4: I just I don't understand it. I hear you. I, I, I really don't. Yeah. I, I I get it. Yep. Uh, he he's helped you. Yep. But he's hurt you a bit. Like like a lot. he's hurt you a lot. Yeah. And I just gave you running Kevin Durant out of the Bay Area. Yep. I mean, it, you can say whatever you want. That's why Kevin Durant left. Yep. Am I right? Like that. I agree. That, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Right. Uh. The 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 only team that choked down a three to one lead in NBA history, Golden State Warriors. Thank you, Draymond Green. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, he probably had a big part in doing that. He knew he was uh, at his limit with technicals, and he kicks LeBron in the groin. Like,
5: like why? Yeah, he's not – I, I just – Yeah, go, go ahead, Rob. No, he's, he's just – he's such an emotional player, right? I mean, because obviously he is a smart guy, and we know that. We, we hear him speak when he's out. He, very well-spoken, very smart, very aware. But when his emotions get the best of him, he's one of the worst people <laughs> – one of the worst people out there. And so, again, what – value is that to your team, to your organization. Obviously they think it's, you know, worth hundred something million, whatever he got paid in the offseason. And, you know, it's it's enabling that his fineness. But, you know, we can go back and forth of what his value is to that team and, and and what he's done for that team in the past. But this particular thing right here was definitely personal and something he had with Rudy Gobert.
4: Yeah, and I and, and Rob G, come back because Steve Kerr was making the point that Rudy was choking yeah. Clay but that but we couldn't really see that could you see it on the video
3: I mean our guest in the hour 3 Brian Gaultzer from SiriusXM he maintains that he can see Gobert clearly instigating something with Clay in the videos I've seen, it doesn't look like he's choking him. It looks like he's kind of grabbing him around the chest area, like yeah. he's really trying to pull him away.
4: No, he but was doing the the Heimlich maneuver. He right. thought that uh, <laughs>
3: Clay was in trouble. Yeah, you know, everyone loves Clay. So no, in the videos I saw, it did not look anything like a a choking gesture from Gobert on Clay Thompson.
4: And, and and the Warriors, I'll tell you this too, the Warriors should be more loved from NBA America, and they aren't. And Draymond's another part of that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, like all that they've accomplished, carry are teams that you look at and you go, man, I like, like, like you love that team. That's a dynasty, or you know what I mean. And look at that team and how it was put together and how those players, and and then there's Draymond who just makes you hard to want to see that team win. Yeah, it just, it just he he's that kind of guy.
5: Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think. You know what's crazy? I think in the first part of that run, when they had the first run prior to Kevin Durant, I think they were more liked. I think, uh, you know, Draymond Green, he was still hungry. Because he was a second-round draft e- exactly, pick. Exactly, yep. exactly. So there was some, you know, some some beauty in what they did. And it was homegrown. It was talent. It was, you know, their draft their draft picks that were getting them to the, over the top and over the hump. And, you know, they had their adversity. I mean, even with Steph Curry at that time – we didn't even know if he was going to be able to play, right? Like he kept having those injuries, and so you got to see them take that ride, and we took that ride with them. And cur you know, Steph Curry was that, you know, that um, that American dream, right? The guy that can't jump high, the guy that's not tall, not really big, not super athletic, that you know got his team over the hump. And then now the shenanigans with Draymond just kind of ruins all of that.
4: Yeah, there's just so much here, and uh, you know, the league they they had they have a uh, you know, a, a blotter on Draymond because you just can't. And I and, and people should say, well, well, you can't uh, like in, in a, worry about what happened before and it shouldn't count. Y- yes, yeah, the league has to look at if if you get in trouble, Kerry, the first time the league looks and say this guy never Kerry never gets in trouble. Yeah, so this this is a mistake he made a mistake and we'll. Be lenient with him because we understand that this guy is not an issue. But the more and more you go to see the principal, the more and more they got to come down harder on you because you haven't learned your lesson. And I do blame the Warriors. The Warriors are to blame. The NBA has done some stuff, suspended him, but the Warriors continue. I still think the the Jordan Poole thing might be one of the worst things I've ever seen where a guy was able to do what he did and not pay any consequence. They wouldn't even – call it a suspension. You know, they said Dr- Draymond stepped away from the team. They wouldn't even They wouldn't even say he got suspended by the team. Draymond took some time away from the team. Dr- or did you suspend him?
0: Which one was it? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
6: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio
4: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now we're going to talk about your former team, Uh, the New York Jets, and where they are, another debacle, two games without scoring a touchdown. But the last time you were here with us, and I think this was back in August, (laughs) I said something to you about your former team, the mm-hmm. team that drafted you. Yep. And I tried to tell you, so take a listen
0: <laughs> to this. Time to reheat an old hot take that's gone cold. hot on the outside, icicle in the middle. It's microwave take with the odd couple.
4: Don't make the same mistake that you made going into the baseball season. Don't believe the hype. Mm. Don't buy into the idea that the Jets keep adding players and, oh, my God, they got a dream team and they're getting to the Super Bowl. I'm here to tell you, paper doesn't win jack. The roster doesn't win a thing. The New York Jets could wind up being the New York Mets. I told you, Kerry. <laughs> I told you. I told you the Jets could be the Mets. The Mets won 101 games. They went out and they got the American League Cy Young Award winner and comeback player of the year, Justin Verlander, to go with Max Scherzer at the top of their rotation. Yep. And guess what? Not only did they not make the playoffs – they got Buck Showalter fired. Can you imagine a manager after winning 101 games a year before you get run out of town? I mean, and the Jets, nobody expected Aaron Rodgers to get, uh, have a season-ending injury four plays into the year. Right. But, Kerry, you got to admit, the Jets didn't do their due diligence. They didn't prepare for life without Aaron Rodgers, despite him being a 39-year-old quarterback. Despite the offensive line being leaky, right? We talked about it. You got to protect a guy like that. Aaron Rodgers has been has had a couple of broken collarbones, right? Being sacked in his career, right? Uh, and and of all things, you can't bring back the quarterback nobody thought could play a year ago. That is the big, that's my biggest knock, is that they weren't prepared for if Aaron Rodgers w- was to get hurt. Mm-hmm. They bring in the same guy who they ridiculed last year who couldn't play. They would. They started four different quarterbacks. They tried everybody. Yeah. They would have put Joe Namath out there if his walker was regulation. <laughs> no, you know what I mean?
5: No, Joe would have got destroyed out there. We he would have got no, destroyed yeah, yeah. out
4: there. All right, yeah. but you get my point. Yeah. So are you ready to concede that I was right?
5: Absolutely not. Rob, it's not over yet. And I'll tell you why, all right? You are correct. At the moment, it is not looking good. But I'll tell you this. They're 4-5 and right now. Still have one of the best defenses in the league. They're going to have a chance to be in these games. And I don't believe that Zach Wilson is as bad as everybody thinks they are. I actually think he has gained confidence. And if they can fix the certain little timing things that we talked about, the little penalties that are killing their long drives, they still have a chance. To make the playoffs, and so. Kerry, stop. Rob, carry stop, I'm telling what you. What are you watching? Rob, you know I watch like I'm, like, like, I'm th- telling like, this you. This is
4: what everybody said. Yeah. Well, if they could clean up, the, <laughs> if they could clean up the penalties, yeah. And if he doesn't throw a uh, a game losing pick at the end, we yeah. got a chance to win. If we could go 36 straight drives without a touchdown, <laughs> and we could mix in one or two, or if we only have eight touchdown drives, mm-hmm. offensive drives all year, we're in week 10 of the NFL. They got eight. Touchdown! Patrick Mahomes could have eight in one game. They got eight all year, and you're still selling this. You're still on the corner trying to pedal uh, half-eaten pizza in New York that people should buy it.
5: Pizza with rat hair and bites on it. Oh yeah! Come oh, on, Kerry. Listen, Rob. I'll, hey, when they're eliminated, I will call in. I'll do whatever I need to do to make sure I let you know you're right, and it's and you were right about it in the pre- in the preseason. But right now. I'm not going to concede that but the one thing I will say is you're 100% correct to not for them to not have any type of contingency contingency plan at the QB position knowing that a guy is an older guy and a guy that could could have you know gotten hurt obviously And not,
4: and maybe he might he might only get hurt for 3 or 4 right. games but you have to be ready for that right Yes
5: yes that's the one thing I will definitely give you credit for right now and I mean for them to not have any any backup plan for that situation happening was Negligence on their part, but the season's not over yet, Rob.
4: And here's the other thing, too. The season could still be alive and well. First, let me say this. Aaron Rodgers, read my lips. Aaron Rodgers will not N.O.T. play this year. <laughs> Stop with the flirting and his skirt's blown up and, oh, yeah, yeah, look at that. Oh, yeah, he walking with no crutching. Oh, yeah, he's going to be back in December. Dude, he's not coming back this year. Carry it would be the biggest mistake by the Jets because if he gets hurt behind that offensive line, right again, yeah. his career is over. Yeah. So you can't afford that. You got to fix that offensive line, and that's a part of uh, Zach Wilson's problem. Is the offensive line is horrible. One hundred percent. Yes. Horrible. Yes. So Aaron Rodgers can't p- play behind that line. Um. So I don't. I don't envision that happening. But had they picked up the phone when Aaron Rodgers was hurt, after four plays, if I'm the GM, I would have gone straight to my office and and scanned the world to find me a quarterback. Because with a decent quarterback, with a Carson Wentz, with a um, – who else just got? Josh Dobbs or oh, yeah. some of these guys who are available mm-hmm. – this team would be way better because they do have a good defense, right? Like, like seriously, you would be in a better position right now than you are
5: uh, with Zach Wilson. Well, that's the one thing. Um, you, you would think that's the case. But the the line and the play overall on the offense has been bad. So I don't even know if you bring any quarterback, if, if, if they even fix that situation, to be honest. Cause, I mean, the way that they've shown up as an offense – together as a group just hasn't been good enough. So I don't know if the quarterback even helps in that situation. They have to figure out that offensive line. And if they don't, doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers was there right now. They would not be winning. I, I, I
4: get that. But you got to admit, you cannot have – I mean, they just had Rob G. Jump in. Didn't they have a players-only meeting? Today, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, I get it. I used to wear members-only. But here we are with <laughs> players-only – I mean, here we are, a 4-5 and five team with a quarterback who hasn't thrown a touchdown in two two games and 36 straight drives. Rob G., what did they hash out in that meeting other than to complain that their offense stinks?
3: <laughs> That's a very good question, Rob. Because, Seriously. It's you know, obvious, like, right? What are you talking about? They tried to ask Garrett, because it was, it was uh, revealed in a radio interview that Garrett Wilson explained that they had a, a players-only meeting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And... Um, afterwards he did the interview and and Gary Wilson tells the interviewer quote the players are truly sorry about the product we put on the field offensively this season to this point so i mean i don't know what could be addressed other than you know we're sorry we know we suck we're aware that we suck and we're sorry that we suck but just know we don't want to suck
5: anymore
4: Kerry, how many uh um players only meetings in your career did you, did you take part in yeah i bet a couple probably and, and what what is is it just a uh, a complaint session, or I mean, what what's? Hey, you guys over there, the offense
5: y'all suck. Hey, you defensive guy, can you guys mix in a stop once in a while? I mean, what 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 goes on? And it it just depends if it was an actual full team meeting or was it a defensive meeting? I'm not 100 percent sure. Like individual offense defensive meeting, or was it a team meeting? Because. If it's an offensive meeting, obviously they're going – It was
4: offense only. It so was offense
5: it. only, right? So, yeah, I mean, they're talking about assignments. They're talking about guys doing their job. They're talking about guys doing everything a little bit better and faster and, you know, really – it's it's a rallying thing, right? But – and, you know, it can help, but the, tell, the telltale sign when it comes to those meetings are what is the product going to look like that first game after? Because if you come out and, 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 and wet the bed again – then it's just all for not, right? But if if there's some significant improvement there, then you'll know. But but do, do guys get
4: their feelings hurt? I mean, oh, like yeah. in those kind of meetings, oh, yeah, like yeah. like like how does that does that build you up, tear you down? What is that like?
5: Yeah, it depends on who's the Who's who? Have you ever talking. been in a
4: meeting where they're ripping on you when you played? Well, Were you in one of those or no?
5: Ripping on you me a, individually? No, yeah. I mean I was pretty pretty solid. There's moments when. Yes, I mean there's some truth, some truth telling going on. Where, right. Carol, you need to step up in that hole a little quicker, or stuff like that. Where, I mean, as as a leader, because I've been leaders on teams, I've been a captain on some teams. Like, for me, if you tell me that, I can take that anyway. There's no there's no sense of um, me being hurt or being right. butt hurt about somebody saying I need to do something a little better or whatever. And I think, you know, if you have guys that are good leaders in those rooms and you have those conversations where. They're honest and they're authentic, and I think they're presented in a way where it's not offending someone or you're being blatant, just disrespectful. That can be meaningful and it can it can turn teams around, but it depends on who's delivering those messages.
4: Yeah, I just always wonder uh, how many of those. I mean, if you if you're calling too many team meetings, it probably means you got a bad team. Yes, Would you agree with that? 100%. Like, like that? Yes. You can't be just. T- you got to go out and play and yeah. perform. I, I just, I, you know, we saw this movie last year where they didn't have where Zach Wilson was quarterback, started seven and three, and Kerry they didn't make the playoffs. I know, and they're not yeah. going to make the playoffs again <laughs> this year. Uh-huh. And they and think about it, like some of their wins, like they've beaten some good teams, right?
5: Yes, they beat Buffalo. They well, and it beat
4: Philadelphia. Well, now yeah, it doesn't feel as good because we know that Buffalo's a bad
5: team. Yeah, yes, right. And they they should have got. Did they beat Kansas City or they or they or it was close? I think they lost. It right? was close. It was close. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah so Close yeah. doesn't count. It except does not for Horseshoes count. <laughs> and pregnancies. Okay. So that doesn't work. It does not. <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right.
2: Woo. That's a close call. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart and I'm very forgiving but like don't abuse it it's been abused enough listen to on purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts trust me you won't want to miss this one
0: listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money
5: podcast with artist Chris Brown